Oh, 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Avrami Finkelstein, temporarily sitting in for the one and only Nahum Siegel on this Erev Pesach edition of your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
der Mitten auf der Nacht. Bade mit Pyjamas in der Mitte auf der Nacht. Da läuft er im Stuhl und der ganze Eulen lacht. Bade mit Pyjamas in der Mitte auf der Nacht. Bade mit Pyjamas in der Mitte auf der Nacht. Bade mit Pyjamas in der Mitte auf der Nacht. Bade mit Pyjamas in jeder eine Nacht. Lagi Ulla Pabi im Zahlei. Lagi Ulla Pabi im Zahlei. Lagi Ulla Pabi im Zahlei.
Shlomo Katz with Lishana Haba that we will be singing tonight and uh, many people will be singing tomorrow night as well on this uh, Erev Pesach edition of JM the AM Wednesday, April 5th, the 14th of Nisan. Today's daf is Sota Zion and this is Avrami uh, briefly sitting in for the one and only Nahum Siegel. Um, both of us today broadcasting from Israel but not from the same place in Israel and hopefully through the uh, Miracle of modern technology, everything will go smoothly and well for the uh, 
regularly scheduled Erev Pesach Siyum Bechorim that will, uh, of course, be run by Nachum and Rav David Goldwasser, who will be on later in hour number two of the program. By then, Nachum should be on as well. And we're kind of going to be, uh, I guess, sort of co-hosting this morning's show as we are getting ready for the holiday of Pesach here in the Holy Land. And uh, so, yeah, Nachum should be on sometime in hour number two of the program. We will have uh, Harry Rothenberg's uh, words on Pesach coming up at about 7.15. The news from Israel at 7. Of course, Rabbi Benjamin Yudin will be discussing the holiday of Pesach in hour number three, as he does every era of Yom Tov. So lots of uh, stuff still to come this morning's program. Lots of great music. I'm going to be taking requests. I saw a couple already came up on the app. We're going to get to those in this next set. So far this morning, as I said, Rav Shlomo Katz with the Shana Haba. We had Yehuda Green with Ya'alev Yavo. Uh, DJ Farbreng featuring Mendy Warch and Swirly Green with Pesach Upmix. Uh, Yerli Dickman with Kadesh Urchatz. Uh, Barry Weber with Chag Sameach from his Korban CD. And of course, we open the show as we do every single day from Sunday through Friday with Regesh and Moda'ani. Uh, in case you're just tuning in, again, this is Avrami briefly sitting in for the one and only Nahum Siegel. We are bringing you this program today live from Beit Shemesh, Israel, as we are getting ready for the holiday of Pesach. And things are cooking and things are moving. Already burned the chametz, of course, this morning. Went to uh, two seams. And uh, yeah, we are uh, raring to go. Haircut, shave, etc. The last bits of laundry. All the stuff is happening as we are getting ready for this holiday and really looking forward to it. Wishing everyone a Chag Kasher V'Sameach, Aziz and Pesach, a wonderful Passover holiday, and all the best from us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We are going to get back to the music now, set number two, with a couple of requests. This one uh, by a listener you had us on the app. As uh, let me see here, she asks for um, uh, ask for Moda Ani by Daniel Zamir. And uh, so that is what we are going to play. Uh, we also had in there a request by Judy Landy, which we're going to get to this set as well. So uh, please feel free. I have a bunch of music lined up. But if you've got a, sp- a specific song that you would like to hear that I have not already played, I'll be happy to get it on the program uh, for you following this program. Great music here at the network all day long for an Air of Pesach. So here is Daniel Zamir and Modani, and you are tuned into an Air of Pesach edition of JM and the AM being brought to you live from Israel here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Shall we smile? 
with Yom Shekulo capping off that set for us here on this uh, Erev Pesach here on JM and the AM. And uh, I believe we have um, someone very special with us on the uh, program. Um, let's see if he is uh, willing to uh, come on the air and reveal. Um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I like being referred to as someone very special. I appreciate <laughs> that very much. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. And that probably means that everyone else out there can hear you as well. Hopefully. And that means that we are at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and Nachum and the Nachum Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Avrami, of course, Avrami Finkelstein, as many of you know, has been the backbone of um, making sure our programming is presented every single day for quite a while. But boy, over the last couple of weeks, he's come through like crazy. And I'd love to catch everybody up everybody up on what's been going on before we remind you about all the era of Pesach reminders before we get hopefully to Rabbi Goldwasser who should be joining us about 45 minutes from now with our CM and of course Rabbi Yudin at 8.15 this morning and um, uh, with words about era of Pesach but let me start with what's been going on since the last time I um, spoke with you here at JM in the AM. Last time uh, I spoke to you was Friday morning, you may recall. And uh, it was a Friday morning just before the Ufruf of Yoshua Siegel that was uh, taking place. Um, that was taking place here in Jerusalem. And um, no, I think, Avrami, we're going to skip our news from Israel today and hopefully uh, have it again on Monday. <laughs> once, once we decide who's doing who's doing Monday's show, we could uh, we could worry about it then. Um, so yeah, here's some of the news from Israel. So once we finished on Friday morning, we uh, made final preparations for Yoshua Siegel's Ufruf, which takes took place at the Assurance Synagogue here in Jerusalem, and um, it was quite an event, really beautiful. We retreated to the uh, davening of Binyamin Siegel and the Chassan Yeshua over Shabbos. 
which was really beautiful and nice. We had the opportunity to celebrate with members of the Pilachowski family who were in Yerushalayim for Shabbos. And it was just a, a wonderful ufruf and a, an incredible feeling being together with family and friends, some of whom uh, flew in from the United States to be with us for Shabbat. And uh, really worked out well. And uh, Stacy and I are very thankful to everybody who uh, helped make it such a beautiful simcha. Uh, which again really started in the uh, it really started during the Ofruf this past Shabbos. Then Sunday it was time for the wedding. So Sunday, by the way, I think the, I think the way I I'm the, the way I sound, the way I'm lagging, I think is an indication of how everybody feels at this point. We've had such an amazing week of celebration, and we've done so many incredible things over the last few days that um, <laughs> we're, we're going into the Pesach Seder uh, quite fatigued, Baruch Hashem, wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, then the wedding day arrives, that happened the Sunday over at the Emerald Wedding Hall in Beit Shemesh. And we were able to um, celebrate with so much family and so many friends. Um, many people who had not been in any of our simchas over the years, they all took place in the United States. We had an opportunity to celebrate with them here in Israel. And it was just beautiful. And the uh, Ohad and uh, the uh, band put together by David Fadida and uh, Lenny Solomon and Shlomo Katz and all the special guests who made the music so incredible uh, really helped make it a very, very fun and celebratory wedding. It was just amazing. I know a lot of people out there, a lot of people have been in touch with us in many uh, varieties, or many way, in many, many ways, a variety of ways, uh, whether by text or by Facebook Messenger or uh, through the app or uh, via WhatsApp or email. A lot of people have commented that they saw some of the photos from the wedding in Baruch Hashem, Bliyayin Hara. Um, it was just reflective. The, the photos and the videos were just reflective of how great those moments were on Sunday night when we had the opportunity to celebrate together. And now uh, Tamima and Yoshua are a married couple. We have had the opportunity to um, spend some time with them since the wedding. Had a beautiful Shavar Brachos. Uh, a big thank you to the Zimmer family of Mitzpah Yericho, and of course to the Pilachowskis, Tamima's parents, Aliza and Reb Uri. Beautiful, beautiful wedding, beautiful Shavar Brachos. Last night, after a great day that we spent with our dear friend Yossi Balmo, uh, our family had, had a makeshift, <laughs> a makeshift uh, put together um, Shavar Brachas last night. And that was an Efrat, and a, a bunch of listeners came over and said hi, which was really cool. <laughs> so a lot of old friends there. And... Um, and here we are today. We're in Yerushalayim. We're on our way soon, as many of you have seen. We're going to be spending the Pesach Seder in Mitzpah Yericho with the Polachowski family. Uh, many of you are aware of that already. And um, we, are, um, we are looking forward to that journey this afternoon to Mitzpah Yericho, to a wonderful Chag coming up. Um. It's been a, a real whirlwind. It has been Baruch Hashem, thank God. One of those experiences that were just, uh, thank God, completely completely uh, smooth. Just everything went so smoothly and so wonderfully. And um, 
the Pilachowskis and the Seagulls are greatly appreciating each other's company and each other's uh, each other's family connection now that we have to each other. And that'll only be strengthened by the upcoming Yom Tov, which I'm sure is going to be absolutely beautiful. So lots of mazal, uh, lots of congratulations, lots of mazal, mazal tov, I should say, congratulations uh, to everybody involved in what was an amazing simcha. And, it was, uh, and because of so many people who were there at the wedding, and because of so many people, of so many of the people who were in touch with us, it really does feel like people all around the world have been celebrating with us during this entire time. And that, for someone like me, who gets an opportunity to speak to people all over the place on a regular basis, was just and continues to be an amazing and incredible feeling. So there you have it. That's the story. The Pilachowskis and the Seagulls with a uh, Baruch Hashem, beautiful Ofruf, beautiful wedding, beautiful Shevar Brachas. So Shevar Brachas continue, of course, this week, even at the Pesach Seder, as we discussed on the air. And uh, and uh, we're looking forward to an amazing Chag. Let me go through some of the details. It is Arab Pesach, after all. <laughs> as Rabbi Schoenfeld would say, hey, it's Arab Pesach, after all. There's certain things people need to know. So we're going to announce the we're going to announce the following times. A tip of the hat to our friends on the Lower East Side, Ms. Sifta Tavares Yushalayim, will announce the times that they have designated. It's possible Rabbi Yudin has uh, has times that are uh, you know a couple of minutes different than ours. That happens very often. Uh, but you get the general idea about what you need to know regarding this morning. It's Erev Pesach. We are uh, reminding the Bechorim, those uh, male firstborns, they are required to fast today. And the way to exempt oneself from fasting today is to be at a siyum. Our siyum that we present is going to be presented to Rabbi Goldwasser at 7.45 this morning. Uh, if you'd want to use that siyum, the on-air siyum, to exempt yourself from from fasting, you'd have to actually speak with your local rabbi about that. We do it. Why do we do a seum here on the air every year? Because it's one of those traditions that the Jewish world uh, has on Erev Pesach. So we don't do it to exempt people. We do it to um, uh, present and to share in the type of Torah simcha that the Jewish world uh, partakes in every single Erev Pesach. Uh, eat chametz in the New York area uh, before 1018. Make sure you know when things uh, are scheduled where you are. Make sure you know when the deadline is to eat chametz this morning. Burn your chametz before 1138 New York. Again, make sure you know exactly when you uh, must burn your chametz, by what time, uh, depending on where you are. And candle lighting in the New York area is 704. Candle lighting in the New York area is 704. I believe uh, in Mitzvah Yericho, candle lighting is uh, 625, if I'm not mistaken. But the New York area is 704. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Very important on this Erev Chag, of course. A couple of things. First of all, tomorrow in Musaf, we will say Tal. Tomorrow during Musaf, we'll say Tal. Keep that in mind. Uh, also, today, outside of Israel, one makes an Erev Tavshilin. Outside of Israel, one says the Eruv Tavshilin today. The Eruv Tavshilin is what allows you to cook on the second day of Yom Tov, in this case, the second day of Yom Tov, uh, and prepare and cook for Shabbos. That's what the Eruv Tavshilin allows one to do. Usually on a Yom Tov day, we're allowed to cook for what we're eating that day. But uh, on Friday, which is the second day of Yom Tov outside of Israel, there is a need to use Friday 
to prepare for Shabbos. So in order to do that, one must designate an Eruv Tafshilin and say the appropriate blessing and prayer. So again, if you're not familiar with the Eruv Tafshilin, consult with your local rabbi, but it's an important one, I'm sure. Rabbi Yudin will mention it coming up. Uh, so we spoke about the Tanis Bechorim, the fast of the firstborn. We spoke about Eruv Tafshilin, uh, which allows one to cook on the second day Yontif for Shabbos, Chol HaMoed. And of course, we mentioned Tal, which we say uh, tomorrow on the first day of Pesach. Now, on the first night of Cholamoid in Israel and the night of the second Seder outside of Israel, Sfiras HaOmer begins. So if you're wondering what night will be the first night of the Omer, the answer is that this Thursday night, tomorrow night, we count day one of the Omer. And that means Friday will be the first day of the Omer. So keep that in mind. We're going to, in Israel, they'll be counting the Omer right after Yontif. And outside of Israel, they'll be counting the Omer either right after Marav or during Marav tomorrow night, or possibly during the Seder as well, as many people have the custom to do during the second Seder. Cholamoid. Uh, Cholamoid. Uh, outside of Israel, the first day of Cholamoid will be Shabbos. And then Cholamoid will continue until Tuesday, Erev Yontif. In Israel, Cholamoid will begin Friday. And the five-day Cholamoid in Israel will go from Friday uh, through Tuesday, again, Erev Yontif. And um, at that point, we'll get to the final days of the Chag. Our schedule at the JM and the AM is pretty simple. We are here Monday and Tuesday next week. We are here Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, I should say, next week. Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Monday and Tuesday, the Cholamoy days before the final days. And then Friday, what would be Istruchag outside of Israel. Istruchag in Israel is Thursday, but Istruchag outside of Israel is Friday. So we'll be on the air, please God, that day. Who is going to be hosting Monday, Tuesday, and Friday? That is something that neither I or Avrami can tell you at this time because we have not yet dealt with that issue, but I have to take this opportunity not only to thank Avrami, I must take this opportunity to thank Mayor Furtick. I thought it would be possible after the wedding on Sunday uh, to get back into work mode and uh, and possibly do the show on Monday and maybe Tuesday, but that did not deem itself possible. And therefore, I take this opportunity to thank Mayor Furtick, who came through with flying colors as usual and presented a wonderful edition of Jam in the AM one of them on Monday, and one of them on Tuesday. Thank you, Mayor Fertig. All right, uh, Rami, I guess we're set for some more music. Uh, we are going to be, as we said earlier, we are going to be presenting, we are going to be presenting, uh, um, we are going to be presenting a seal, because the custom on Erev Pesach is to have a Siyam because of Tanis Bechorim. So we are going to be presenting a Siyam coming up at about 7.45 when Rabbi Goldwasser joins us. Please God, assuming our connections work the way they're working right now, please God. And we will have that for you all coming up at JM in the AM. Uh, Harry Rothenberg uh, is with us every Erev Shabbos. Um, and he is with us Erev Yom Tov as well, which is amazing. And I thank him very much. Uh, I remind you that uh, Harry Rothenberg's words are um, dedicated for a Rafur Shlema. 
um, for a very special friend, somebody that we are thinking about all the time and certainly davening for all the time. Um, Ruchama Chana Etel Bas Chava. Harry Rothenberg's words dedicated for Rufushlema for Ruchama Chana Etel Bas Chava with something to say about this Erev Chag. Here is Harry Rothenberg on JM in the AM. It's very interesting that in one of the passages in the Torah that we recite as part of the Shema, God describes himself to us as your God who took you out of Egypt to be a God to you. Now that's accurate. We understand what that means. God freed us so that we can serve him. But that introduction seems like it's a little less than it could have been. Wouldn't it have been more impressive for God to say, I'm God who created the world, or who created the universe. Why limit it to just God who freed you from Egypt? I heard an explanation once as follows. God is pointing out to us that that process of freedom, the exodus, wasn't just a historical event. It's something that each one of us, hopefully, ideally, will go through during our lives. Each one of us is enslaved, and we need to be freed, and we need God's help. At the Seder, we're reminded that each one of us is supposed to consider himself or herself as if we were enslaved and then freed. Not just because we're the descendants of those who were slaves and were freed. We ourselves have to get freed. Freed from what? Freed from addictions. Freed from things that control us. Freed from things that we feel are irresistible impulses. Maybe just freed from laziness. We have to break free with God's help so that we can serve him. Here's one example. I've asked this question many, many times to all sorts of different audiences. Simple one. Who rules your life? Who runs your life? When I ask that question, I get a wide variety of answers. Sometimes children or even people who are adults will say, my mother or my father. Married people might say, my husband or my wife. People dating might say, my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Parents might say, my son or my daughter or my kids. People working might say, my boss. People have told me, the weather. People have said, the stock market. Sometimes I get people who are very religious and they might say, my rabbi. Or even more religious, they'll say, God. And I'll say, if only that were true. Can't you be honest? Tell the truth. Be honest with yourself. Who rules your life? And the answer is, our phones. That may not be the answer for all of us, but it's the answer for many of us, maybe even most of us. We're like parents of newborn children. The child cries and we jump up. What is it, my baby? What can I get for you? And it's our phone and it makes a sound. And What is it, my baby? Is it a tweet? Is it an email? Is it Facebook? Is it WhatsApp? What do you got for me? And it runs our lives, controls us. It's got us at its beck and call. 24-7, or at least during our waking hours. I can't describe how thankful I am that I have Shabbos, that I have one day a week, and over the holidays, more than one day, where I can shut it off and I can take back control. A number of years ago, when my twins were younger, about three years old, one of them was telling me a 
typical little kid story. And when I say typical, I mean he was very excited about it, but it had no clear beginning, middle, or end. It just kept going. And he's telling me the story, and I'm saying, yeah, yeah. And while he's telling it to me, of course, time is precious, so I'm multitasking. He's over here, maybe sitting on my lap, telling me the story. And I'm looking at my phone, going through some emails. And at some point in time, he reaches up, grabs my chin, and turns my head so that I'll be looking at him. To me, I understood I'm multitasking. Of course, I'm listening to the story while looking at emails. But to him, I'm telling my father a story and he's not even looking at me. He's not paying attention. Now, I wish I could tell you that since that moment, I made a resolution and I managed to kick the phone habit and it no longer controls my life and I no longer spend as much time on it. But the truth is, if anything, I spend even more time on it because there's just one more app, one more thing that I need my phone for, and we kid ourselves because we say, no, I'm not using it for entertainment. I'm using it to be productive. I'm using it for work. I'm using it to, to watch or to record Torah videos. But we have to remember that device, that smartphone was created for entertainment. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's an entertainment device. It's not a productivity device. And so whether it's your phone that's causing that constriction, putting you into Mitzrayim, putting you back in Egypt and you need freedom from it, or whether it's something else, let's think about it. Let's be honest with ourselves. And hopefully, by taking the first step and asking God for help, we'll be able to break free from that addiction. Good luck, and have a Chag Kasher V'Sameach, a happy and healthy Passover. Shayach <laughs> העם שלי מכל העמים מכל העמים שבכל העמים אלי לאם לא רואים ולא שומעים ולא רואים ולא שומעים והעם של אבני שייך השם
תן לי לרצות ארצה. שיטנו ברכה בדיצה. רוב דגן תירוש בהפריצה. הקומם מאיר בחפצה. טליה סיס צופרית, תן במודיך מובחרית, חנוניך חלץ ממסגרית, זמרננים וקולנרית, טל צווה שנה טובה ומאותרת, פרי הארץ לגאון ולתפארת. עיר כזו כאן נוטרת, אשימה בידך תתה, ותל יסיס צופרי, תן במודיך מאוחרי, חנוניך חלץ ממסגרי, שים רעננים וקורנרי. טל נופף על הארץ ברוחה, ממגד שמיים סבינו רחב, להאיר מתוך השיכה, כאן אחריך משוחרר.
in the a.m. If my timing is correct and you're hearing me live from Jerusalem, Israel. My name is Nahum Siegel. So Avrami uh, just put together a very interesting set. If I'm not mistaken, the uh, the one you just heard recently, the one we all just heard, was a very fascinating Yalav Yavo. Before that, he had a uh, he had a selection uh, based on the words of Tal that we say tomorrow. We bench Tal tomorrow in Musuf. And um, that was an interesting selection with words from Tal. And the first one was that Manishtana or uh, that, that song that's become very popular over the last few days by Yishai Rebo that includes the words Manishtana. I think I got all that right. I'm sure if Rami will message me whether I was right or wrong. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. I am in Jerusalem. My name is Malcolm Siegel. A pleasure to welcome everybody. A, a little bit of a... Um, a little bit of a uh, makeshift tech, uh, technical situation. Um, not able to actually do the show from one of our quote-unquote real studios. So Avrami has me uh, working through his studio remotely, which is pretty remarkable. And of course, I thank him. It's Wednesday. You know what that means? It means it's Erev Pesach. I, I would hope that by 10.18 this morning, New York time, you will have finished eating chametz. I would hope by 11.38 this morning, New York time, you will have finished with the uh, burning of the chametz, which is a um, another very important tradition on an era of Pesach. Speaking of traditions, today is Tanis Bechorim. Today is the fast of the firstborn. 
And uh, what we do, meaning as a worldwide Jewish community, is we have siyumim, Torah celebrations, completing mesechtot, completing tractates, etc., uh, in order to exempt one from having to fast today. We are going to present one just a few minutes from now, and Rabbi Goldwasser joins us. We're going to present the Siyum, not really for the reason of exempting people, but more because since the uh, tradition is that around the world we have a Torah celebration, a Siyum celebration every hour of Pesach, we'd like to have that as well. And that's why we've been doing it for the last many, many years, and Rabbi Goldwasser will join us coming up right here at JM in the AM. I did mention earlier, and let me again mention and remind everybody that those who are in Kutzlaretz, those who are in the diaspora, are required to say the Eruv Tavshilin. That allows one on Friday, the second day of Yontif, to um, to cook for Cholamoid, for Shabbos Cholamoid. So keep that in mind. Make, make sure you have a reminder in your house that Eruv Tavshilin must be said at some point before candle lighting. Uh, we do bench towel tomorrow, as we said earlier. That's in Musaf. And Sfira Omer begins tomorrow night, which means Friday will officially be the first day in the counting of the Omer. So keep that in mind as well. JMAM on a Wednesday, Rabbi Yudin coming up. He will present, I'm sure, a comprehensive review of what's going to be happening tonight at the Pesach Seder. So make sure to be tuned in for that. Candle lighting, by the way, in New York is 704. Candle lighting is 704. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 704 in the New York, New Jersey area is candle lighting. Again, make sure you know when things start where you are. Very important reminder, no matter where you are around the world. Um, I have regards from a variety of people, a number of people that I've met over the last few days. Jewish boxing legend Dimitri Salida is in Jerusalem for the Chag. Met up with him this morning. That was a, uh, a wonderful encounter. I reminded him how I've been calling him a Jewish hero for decades because he's declared to the world that Shabbos is more important than sports. And he continues to do that as a promoter uh, in the arena of boxing. Uh, also, regards from Anne and Penny Davidman, who so many of us remember from Pesach and other wonderful holidays up at the Homoac Hotel. Uh, the Davidmans in the 80s and the 90s and through the almost the uh, uh, first decade of the 2000s uh, owned the uh, Homoac Hotel. We had a lot of amazing memories, and boy, it was incredible to see them this morning here in Jerusalem. So I knew that that would be a, a touching regards uh, to many in our audience, especially on an Arab Pesach, frankly. So the Davidmans wish everybody well. And wish everybody a chag kasher v'sameach. Uh, we're here, and uh, I have to thank not only Avrami, Avrami Finkelstein, but I'm going to thank Mayor Fertig as well. He did the show yesterday and on Monday uh, to allow me to um, spend time with family and bask in the aftermath of the incredible wedding Sunday night of Tamima and Yoshua. We had a wonderful and amazing celebration. Those of you who participated, who were here, thank you. Those of you who sent along messages from different parts of the world, thank you. Uh, those of you who saw pictures and videos from Sunday night's event and commented on those, thank you. It was a spectacular evening, just wonderful. The music, the food, the dancing, the celebration, it was just incredible in Beit Shemesh here in Israel. Uh, so a um, big mazel tov to the Pilachowskis, to Aliza and Raburi, to the Siegel family, and of course to Tamima and Yoshua. And everybody who's here and just uh, loving every minute of this incredible celebration. As I mentioned earlier, after Sunday night, Shabbat Brachim to the wedding on Monday night because of the uh, 
um, because of the um, uh, Zimmer family and Mitzvah Yericho, and of course the Pilachowskis. We were treated to an amazing Shever Brochus there. And then Tuesday, last night, uh, a makeshift Shever Brochus, if you will, with our good friend Yossi Balmol in Efrat, uh, as everybody was eating the, the, the last dinner before Pesach, which is always a very popular meal, no matter what city in the world you're in. Um, and the, tonight, please God, we'll have our Shavar Brachos at the Pesach Seder. So the celebration continues. We are having an amazing time. And of course, the Simcha makes it even more incredible. We're going to go back to the music as I thank Avrami for playing DJ this morning. And we will continue with plenty more as uh, you listen and I present from Jerusalem on a Wednesday morning hour of Pesach here at JM in the AM. Shelo echad bilevat, amadale nu 
Here we are, JM and the AM, with a great Pesach medley. Thank you to Avrami, who's uh, doing quite a job, I must say, when it comes to um, getting some amazing Pesach selections on the air. And I am told that Rabbi Goldwasser is with us. Rabbi Goldwasser, are you with us? All right, let's see if we can get... Rabbi Goldwasser to join us. Um, let's see what we could do here. Remember, the, the custom is, at least our custom is, our custom is to um, present a seum every single year because that's what the Jewish people do all around the world. They're presenting a seum every single year. Rabbi Goldwasser, are you with us? Uh, Rami, are you able to hear anybody? All right, we will have to um, we'll have to take a break and figure this out. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Okay, that's of course uh, Mordechai Shapiro. But he, um, we're going to give it one more shot here to see if we can get Rabbi Goldwasser on. We are broadcasting, as I said, a little bit differently than normal, to say the least. Rabbi Goldwasser, are you there? Is it possible that um, that Rabbi Goldwasser's phone is muted? I don't know. Uh, our goal, of course, every year is to present a seal on Erev Pesach. We do this in order to continue the tradition of um, having a seal, just like the Jewish people have a seal, Baruch Hashem, all around the world, in order to exempt uh, one who is a firstborn from fasting on Tanis Um We don't really use this to exempt anybody, but we do it. We do the seal in order to make sure that this tradition continues of a CMA celebration being made when a large gathering of people is together. And obviously we're in a very large gathering of people right now. Rabbi Goldwasser, are you there? Rabbi Goldwasser, are you with us? We are here. Wonderful. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I didn't want to see him not to happen. Ladies and gentlemen in this worldwide audience, it's time for the Tanis Bechorim Seum, which is an amazing tradition in the Jewish tradition. Here is the one and only Rabbi David Goldwasser. Shalom, shalom. It's a special support this year to be able to join in with Eretz Yisrael and all the good eating all over the world. It is an unbelievable school to be with the Nathan Siegel for the entire year, especially on the Arab Yom I wish everybody the base of Hashem We should all be together with you in Eretz Yisrael. All the year we talk simple because labor. The seal today is in Zetronishmas. The Sarah Torah. Rabba Gonla Goin, Shmario, Yosef Haim, Ben Rabba Goin, Rabiakov Yisrael Kanievsky, Sefer Tzadik Kodesh Retor Nidrocha. As usual, we also give the shir and dedicate it to uh, the tribute of the memories of Rabnachim's parents, Retor Nidrocha, Tainish Mosem Tsuro Bitsurat Haim. We're going to be in the science base, Hashem Yisbara, the it was a joint effort from everybody in the Kihila. We thank everybody for their learning. It should be a school for everyone and for Klal Yisrael. The Gemara tells us at the very end a bittersweet uh, incident that happened with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva came together with the Tachomim and they were just about to leave. And at that moment, they saw Shuol. And the Shua went and came out from the place of the Kodesh Akdoshim. And at that moment, the Tachomim began to cry. 
hands of Akiva began to laugh. So they asked him a question. How is it possible that you're able to laugh and everybody's crying? So we learned that Rabbi Kiva gave the famous answer uh, that he said, We know that because of you, that sin is going to be plowed up. The land of Zion will be completely plowed. And there won't be anything that will be a second. The sky Once again, there'll be elderly people, men and women, sit in the streets of Yushalayim. And also the that the children will be that the children will be outside playing. So he said, until that I saw until I saw the the actually but there was a change. The portion uh, tell us because we we're afraid that the Israel were going to be upset with a negative nevuah, with a negative prophecy, and because of that, it was said in the name of Boriah. I was afraid that the nevuah of Zakaria would not be fulfilled. This nevuah that everyone's going to be singing and dancing and that the elderly will be in the streets and the young people will be in the streets. But now that I see in front of my eyes the nevuah of Moria, I know that the nevuah of Zakaria is going to be fulfilled. Uh, interesting, the end of the Gemara is Veloshan Zer. At the end, it says, Akiva, you comfort me, Akiva, you comfort me. It's extremely interesting why it says, Akiva, you comforted me. We're not only looking for the Chava, we're looking for a little bit more than that. I would like to say that the great Rav Hirsch says on the part when an individual should never ever happen again that a person should have to go for Nechum Avelim. So what is Nechama? Nechama, says Rav Herf, is Nechum. That Hashem said when Noah was going to go through the Mabel, Nechum, Hashem said, I want to change my mind. I want to have Rahmanus on the world in a different way. It's not going to be a total destruction. Nechum means to change. Rabbi Akiva was able to change the way that they looked at things. Not in negative, not downtrodden, but a person should always look in life in everything that happens, that there will be good. See the good. A person always has to see good in life. I would like to say also that it's interesting. Zikainim and Zikainis don't stay out on the street. Zikainim and Zikainis are very happy to be inside shielded from everything, from the weather, from the climate conditions, from people. They like to be there. And children also. Children, parents are much over their children. We don't let our kids run all over the streets. A person has to have an eye on all the children. Why is this the big nevuah of that everyone will be on the streets? I'd like to say that Amalek wanted to destroy those that were old, those that were weak, and the children, those who are at the back of the line, we show Amalek. We show all the signing of Klal Yisrael. No, 
Everyone's going to be there. All the children, all the old people, whoever you thought you're even going to be able to weaken yourself, they will be there in full bearing. May Klai Yisrael have a year, a year of Simcha, a year of Atzloch, a year of Bracha. The Pesach should be already the Pesach when we have the Gulash Shulem of Amitis. All of the listeners throughout the entire world should only know the tremendous amount that Rebbe puts in each and every day to making sure that we are all connected, getting everything that we need. I would like to thank all of the sponsors for today's seal. Before we are Messiah, Mishpachas Greenberger, Rav Shaya Bassman, Rav Yossi Stamler, Rav Eli Katz, and of course, Rav Binyamin Przanski and his entire Mishpacha for all of their help and for all of their support the entire year. Sayon, the Sunday, Yasu, the Tayo, the Bibnekat, the 
my Goldwasser, thank you so much. An amazing tradition for the Jewish people. Every single year, Erev Pesach is used in order to present a seum and to celebrate a seum Torah celebration. And it is used to exempt those who are uh, supposed to fast today, the Bacharim, the firstborns, from actually fasting. We are not using it for that purpose today. We're using it to remember the tradition that we have to use Erev Pesach for a Torah celebration and to celebrate with everybody worldwide you are listening to america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web and on the nachom Segal network and of course in the beloved nsn app and a big thank you again to rabbi goldwasser and to everybody in the congregation for their patience and for helping us celebrate with everybody around the world it's Erev pesach wednesday morning you know what that means in addition to tanis bachorim and the seum Tradition, we also have to uh, say an Erev Tavshilin, or for outside of Israel, outside of Israel, an Erev Tavshilin. So that Friday, the second day, Yontif, we can go ahead and cook for Shabbos Cholamoid. Ask your local rabbi if you're not familiar. Tomorrow we will say Tal, the tradition on the first day of Pesach. Tomorrow we will say Tal. Sfira Omer begins tomorrow night, which means Friday will be the first day of the Omer. And candle lighting time in New York is 7.04. Candle lighting time in New York is 7.04. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Again, candlelighting in New York is 7.04. Times for this morning. Rabbi Yudin might announce a time that's a minute or two off. That's understood, of course. Uh, But we're announcing the following times that comes from our neighbors at Mesifta Tavares Yushalayim in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Eat the chametz before 10.18 this morning. Burn the chametz before 11.38 this morning. And those, of course, are the times for New York City. Wherever you might be, make sure you know when the times are that you have to eat the chametz and burn the chametz. And keep all of that in mind as you go through an Arab Yontif early morning here at JM in the AM. Final hour before we get to the uh, final hour of JM, I should say, before we get to Yontif, obviously all day long. 
an incredible music mix dedicated to the holiday of Pesach. Thank you to Mark Zamek and to Avrami Finkelstein. And a big thank you to both Avrami and, of course, Mayor Ferdig. Mayor sat in the last couple of days while we were celebrating on Sunday, I should say on Shabbos, the beautiful Ofruf, Sunday, the beautiful wedding, and of course, Monday and Tuesday, Shever Brachas, and the aftermath of the incredible celebration that we had with Tamima and Yoshua. A big thank you to everybody around the world for all of your amazing wishes. It has been an incredible experience, and Stacey and I are very thankful to everybody who has reached out with so many wonderful things uh, to say about this Simcha. Uh, plus, because we're in Israel, it gave us an opportunity to celebrate with people who we don't normally get a chance to celebrate with, including our very own Avrami Finkelstein um, and Toby Finkelstein. So a big thank you um, to everybody who came to celebrate. Also, I'm going to give a big thank you to Toby Finkelstein and all the help that she gave us yesterday at Rabbi Slifkin's Museum in Beit Shemesh. And I'm also going to give a shout-out to Yossi Baumel, who helped us yesterday with an incredible day uh, that just... Um, uh, was a wonderful family touring day of so many different areas of Israel we have not seen either in a while or for some people at all, which was just wonderful to be with him and to have that type of day in Israel. We are about 11, 12 minutes away from Rabbi Yudin, who has a long presentation today regarding Erev Pesach, what we need to know for tonight. It's going to be at that point that I'm going to leave you in Avrami's hands. But first, before we get to any of that, let's get to some more music for you on this Erev Pesach. You are listening to a Wednesday morning Erev Pesach at JM in the AM.
כוחמי, לא אכפת לי מי בא מי, כי הוא לבן עמרם בזק, אלוקים עלי צדק. הבצק עוד לא טפח, זה לא הזמן להימרח, כמו שהמטה לקח, אף כלב לא נבח. יוסף לקחו עמם ובזכותם נחצה הים אחד גיבור קפץ ראשון קראו אותו נחשון והמים להם חומה מימינו ומשמאלה נכנסו בשיירה וטופו בשירה גאולה כרבעי מבית יוצר של יש מאין מאדמת נכה לציון עירך ושם נשיר שוב את שירך And I want to thank everybody for tuning in from around the world. Thanks again for all the Mazel Tov wishes. It's been an incredible and amazing time, as you can imagine, here in Israel. Looking forward to the Seder tonight and hoping everybody has a very meaningful and wonderful Yontif as we get set for a, um, for a fantastic and wonderful Chag HaPesach. And I really do hope that it's like that for everybody. I, I want to thank those who have been commenting on the app. Thanks for going to the Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and commenting away. Yudi Silber, thank you for that. Uh, Patty B, thank you for your message. Um, Judy, of course, thank you. Schwiger, thank you. <laughs> um, lots of great Muslim wishes. Mensch asks if there was a Kiddush after the Ofruf. There certainly was. There was a beautiful Kiddush and lunch at the Assurance Synagogue here in Yushalayim. That we all enjoyed Baruch Hashem. And thank you for asking. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, on listener Morris, thank you so much for checking in. Much appreciated as well. And special regards to Ralph and B and to listener Sina and to everybody who's uh, tuned in this morning. 
Much appreciated. Don't forget, before we get to Rabbi Yudin, and he might announce a time or two that's a bit different from this, but we are going with the uh, chametz must be eaten in New York by 1018, burn your chametz by 1138, Eruf Tavshilin outside of Israel, so you can cook on Friday, second day, Yom Tifor, Shabbos Cholamoid. Don't forget the Eruf Tavshilin. We say Tal tomorrow. We'll start the Sfira Saomer tomorrow night. And wishing everybody a happy, healthy Zisan Pesach, a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. Avrami's going to take uh, care of things. He'll play. Uh, it's time to say good Shabbos for you um, on this Erev Yom Tov um, coming up at about five minutes before nine. But first, of course, we're going to go to Rabbi Yudin. And I thank everybody for listening in. And a big thank you to Avrami and a big thank you to Mayor Fertig for sitting in on Monday and Tuesday of this week. Who will speak with you on Monday? Cholamoid, we shall see. <laughs> Hasn't been determined yet. But again, wishing everybody a wonderful Yontif. Enjoy the Chag. Enjoy Shabbos Cholamoid. And thanks so much for tuning in to JM Day. And this time each every Friday, every hour of Shabbos, it's a great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, Wednesday, Erev Yom Tov, we present Rabbi Yudin with his discussion regarding the upcoming holiday of Pesach. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, everybody. Wow, so special. First, let me begin by wishing Nachum and his family and the Pilochowski families a mazel tov on their most recent Simcha Chasana. We wish the young couple that they should be zuchet to build a Chakosha V'sameach. And what a beautiful way to go into the Yom Tov, Beneinu, with the Halachic Shaila, how you do the Sheva Brachos at a Pesach Seder. We leave that for Nachum and his local Orthodox rabbi. Let's get down to business. Today is such a special day. We're busy with all kinds of mitzvahs. The first mitzvah that comes to our um, mind this morning is the mitzvah of we have to stop eating chametz by, according to the Magad of Ram, 1025, according to the Vilna Gaon, 1050. And according to the Magad of Ram, you have to have burnt your chametz by 1142, and according to the um, Vilna Gaon, you have until 1154. At that time, when you burn the chametz, you are to recite the Kol Chamira, meaning if you're burning it yourself, that's when you say the Kol Chamira, whereby you're as much as declaring very clearly that all chametz, leaven, that is in your possession, whether you have seen it or not, whether you have disposed of it or not, it's nullified, shall be ownerless as the dust of the earth. If you have given your chametz to somebody else to burn on your behalf, you should recite that formula by these latest times, 1142-1154. Good. Now, moving on. We pointed out that, and it should, we hope, not be a reality, but anybody sitting shiva gets up today on Erev Pesach by Chatzos, which is mid the day, which is 
approximately 1256. Okay, that's an important number, and we'll get back to that by the Afikoman. Now, today being Wednesday, tonight being uh, the first Seder, Yom Tov being Thursday, Friday, the Halacha says, as we find in Parshas Bo, the primary distinction between Shabbos and Yom Tov is Ochel Nefesh, the permissibility of cooking. Therefore, the Halacha says you can cook on Yom Tov for Yom Tov. You can't cook on Yom Tov for the next day. So, on tonight, if you still need to do some last-minute cooking at this Seder, I don't recommend it, because we want you to be at the table as much as possible, but you can. It's Yom Tov. Leave a gas on. You know all these laws. If not, ask your local Orthodox Rav. Now, tomorrow, first day of Yom Tov, you can cook on Thursday for Thursday. You cannot cook on Thursday for the second Seder. On Friday, you can cook for lunch on Friday. Ay ay ay! after lunch, now what? I have to cook for Shabbos. So the answer is, you can cook already on Friday, before lunch, after lunch, for Shabbos, because you are going to make today an Erev Tafshilin. You designate a matzah and a cooked food, be it a piece of meat, piece of fish, a hard-boiled egg, and you recite, make a bracha over this Eruv, which means that you are beginning with the designation of this uh, food you are cooking for Shabbos. Therefore, on Friday, you are continuing that which you began before Yom Tov, namely the Erev Tavshilin, enabling you to cook on Friday for Shabbos. Don't forget, that's what we have to do. Man or woman can do it. One Erev Tavshilin for the entire household. Now, there is a minhog that many have to the leader of the Seder um, wears a kittle, the white robe. Interesting, the Nitziv says the reason for that is because we relive what it was like in the base of Migdosh at this time. And the Nitziv writes that when a Jew brought his korban, he wore a white gown. Prepare the Seder plate before Yom Tov and the minog among Ashkenazic Jewry is that we don't eat roasted food on the night of the Pesach Seder, so your shank bone should be roasted before the Seder, your egg should be roasted before the Seder, and have your Seder plate ready to go so that when we come home from shul or when one finishes davening and uh, ideally 
one should not start the Seder. The earliest should be at, I would say, 8.05, 8.10, not before that. Okay, let's review the Seder together, and I'll try to do this as quickly as possible, but just reviewing with you so that we'll have a better idea. And indeed, interestingly, we begin the Seder by enumerating the children singing, adults, the 15 simonim, the 15 steps that we take from Kadesh till Nirza. It's a kind of itinerary. Before we begin, we know where we're going. And where are we going? We're going to Nirza. Nirza is the last one whereby we ask Hashem to please accept whatever we're going to do at the Seder as if it was a carbon. So keep that in mind that we are, in, while we are missing the carbon Pesach, we not only pine for it and yearn for it, but we uh, have that mindset that tonight we have the closest thing to the bringing of a carbon through the exactitude of following the 15 steps that our rabbis told us to do. We begin with Kaddish. Now, Kiddush, to initiate the Yom Tov and to initiate the meal, is not something unique to the Pesach Seder. Every Yom Tov, every Shabbos begins with Kadesh. However, there are a few significant differences, and that is as follows. On a regular Shabbos, regular Yom Tov, only one person recites Kiddush, and only one person from the letter of the law has to drink from the Kiddush cup. However, tonight, same thing. One person can recite Kiddush for everybody. If your family has different minhagim, follow your family minhagim. But here we go. Everybody tonight must drink. Secondly, everybody tonight drinks leaning to the left, sign of freedom. Now let's go further. And it's also a sign that we have outlived our enemies. Now let's go further. The amount very important, and what you are drinking. Remember, the four cups are, number one, accompanying four mitzvahs of the night. You can't drink, says the Gemara, Imsachim 108b. You can't drink one, two, three, four, and satisfy your obligation completely of the four cups of wine. They are to be positioned with the first one is over which you recite the Kiddush. Secondly, when we complete the Haggadah. Third, at the end of the Birkas HaMazon. Fourth, at the end of Hallel. At, and Nishmas, at the end of the Seder. Now watch. Most important, what's in that cup? And how much does the cup have to hold? Especially women, they're afraid of, oy, 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 four cups of wine. The cup maximum has to hold four ounces. That's right. You don't have to drink all four. 
you have to drink Rovkos. Ideally, drink the whole thing. If not, Rovkos, which is a little bit more than half. Oh, now what? So listen carefully. You don't have to drink a high-alcohol content wine. You can drink a low-alcohol content wine. So you might be able to drink the whole thing or two ounces just of wine. If even that is too much, then mix the wine and the grape juice. But no, don't just put a drop of wine in there. Why am I saying this? Because in addition to accompanying four mitzvot, the four cups of wine are four toasts to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. And we're excited and we're celebrating. Now watch. When you go to a l'chaim, and we wish the chasen and kala to be a uh, mazel tov, uh, you look around and I say, how can I help you? Uh, I'm looking for the grape juice. We don't celebrate with grape juice. And you know I'm right. So if a person is allergic to wine, has an alcoholic problem, okay. But if a person can have for sure at least an alcoholic kick to the four cups, it's not that this is good and that is good. Everybody agrees that wine is preferable. Again, I can't drink the four cups of wine. Mix it with some grape juice. For health reasons, okay. So I now know how much and I know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking it leaning to the left, all four cups. Okay, moving on. Urchatz, we wash our hands. But this is not the usual washing of the hands for Natilas Yadayim for the bread and washing for whenever we eat bread, we wash our hands. This is washing your hands because, and I can't go into it in great detail, our hands are considered Shneos Latuma, a low degree of impurity, and because, once again, we act tonight as we did when we had and will have that third base amigdash, one washes his hands before they eat a fruit, vegetable, that will be dipped in water. Ah, therefore, if I don't wash my hands, my hands which are impure are going to impart the impurity to the water, to the vegetable, and thereby I'm going to eat it in a state of impurity, which I don't want to do tonight, because even though the Taz asks, why don't we do this all year long, there are opinions to rely upon that all year long we don't have to do it. But tonight, ah, oh, tonight is special, and therefore, don't eat the following, the one that comes after Urchatz, the karpas, the vegetable, with a fork. If you're going to eat it with a fork, you're defeating the whole purpose of washing. So, I wash my hands, and very possibly to show the distinction, as opposed to washing for bread, right, right, left, left, tonight is sufficient, right, left. Or, you want to do it two times alternating, not necessary, but do it. The purpose is to remove the tumor, as opposed to wash your hands for the bread to come, the matzah, later on. That's coming up with the rachza. Karpas. I have a small vegetable, anything but lettuce. 
anything but lettuce. It could even be a banana because it's an adama. Why? Because I'm going to, listen carefully, take this vegetable. A, I'm going to dip it in salt water. The dipping. Where's the first place we have dipping in the Torah? Ouch. The brothers sell Yosef and they take his coat and they rip it and they dip it, dip it in the blood of the goat that they kill, trying to fool their father. But think and stop and look at that moment in history. It was when brothers couldn't get along. And that's how we got down to Egypt and we remind ourselves at the beginning of the Seder, before we even begin and tell the story that we were slaves in Egypt, how did we get to Egypt? We got to Egypt because there was the opposite of brotherly love. And that is what we try to remember to repair at our Pesach Seder. Okay? When you eat the karpas, which you don't eat leaning, because one of the reasons, primary reasons for the karpas is not only to arouse the curiosity of the young, but we eat the karpas to make the bracha of bore priya adama. For this bracha, will also serve as the bracha rishona, the bracha before we eat the moror later on. Okay, yachatz, we continue to break the middle matzah. We have three matzahs on this night, and the idea is we have two lechem mishnah every Friday night, every Yom Tov, so we should have two matzahs. Indeed, the Rambam did, the Vilna Gon did. But our minog is to take three matzos, and we break the middle matzah, which, this is the yachatz from the word chatzi, and the smaller piece will be kept over which we recite the magid, the haggadah, namely the story of the servitude and exodus from Egypt, and, listen carefully, the larger half put away for the afikoman. The larger half for the end of the meal which we are celebrating in Mirza Hashem, our future redemption. Just be aware that the matzah which we'll be eating later on which is one of the two biblical mitzvahs of the night, the matzah has dual characteristic. It has the character of Lechem Oni, a poor man's bread, the bread that we ate when we were slaves in Egypt. And according to the Sopurno, we didn't just eat it on the night of the Pesach Seder. We ate it when for 210 years we were slaves. That's what they gave us as our, quote, bread in Egypt. That's one. And on the other hand, it's the bread of freedom that we ate accompanying the Korban Pesach on our way, on the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So, we have the dual character, and splitting the matzah is further demonstration of that dual character of the matzah. Okay, we come now to the first of the two biblical mitzvos unique to the night of Pesach, namely Magid, which means that all year long, every night, every morning, as part of the Kriyashma, we remember 
אני השם אלוקיכם, remember השם, אשר הוצאתי אתכם מארץ מצרים, who took you out of Egypt. That's enough. Tonight, on the night of the Pesach Seder, we don't only remember it, we tell the whole story, starting with, as we'll talk about in a few moments, what exactly the Magid is, and the Magid, which is telling the story, uh, starting with Avodim Oyinu, and going uh, through Dayenu, and through uh, Rabbi Gamliel, which I'll point out in a few moments, etc. That is to be said over the matzah. It begins with Holach Ma'anya. Whenever you find something in Aramaic, you're supposed to know the translation, so for sure say it that, especially in Egypt. This is the bread we ate in Egypt. We are, at that point there, doing something very strange, called Dichven Yesev Eichol, all that are hungry, let them come and eat. Well, if you're going to invite them already, why not invite them earlier? But the answer is that we are demonstrating, suggested Rabbi Salavechik, that our mere pronouncement that we're able to invite, ah, that shows that we are free. The butler can invite people to your home and the, uh, um, the one who greets people at the door, she can invite people to the Seder, ah, the fact that you're inviting, you're a free man. And remember, we begin by saying, now we are here. What does that mean? Now the Jewish people are still here. What an amazing miracle. Talk about that we are still here. The fact, despite, as we'll read later on, in Vahisha Amda, they try in every generation to get rid of us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves us. And please God, next year, in the Holy Land. Okay, now, we take the Seder plate away from the table, fill up the second cup, and if there are young children that would ask the Manishtana, fine. If not, the adults ask the Manishtana. And we should know what the Manishtana means, and according to the Vilna Ga'on, there are really five questions, not four. Don't get nervous, because the very first Manishtana Alayla Azeh, Mikol Alaylos, that this night has the halachic status of day. What does that mean? It means that we say the Halel, which is usually only a day mitzvah. How can we say it at night? And secondly, we circumcise, says Rashi, in Shmos chapter 12, verse 6. And in order to do that, you have to circumcise by day. This day, said David HaMelech, in Tilim 139.12, Laila Kayom Yo'ir, the night is illuminated as day. Now, we then go to bring back the Seder plate. We have either the middle matzah in front of the person reciting it for everybody, everybody saying it along, whatever your custom is. If you have more than one table, make sure there's matzah on the table during the recitation of the Magid, the story of our beginning as slaves and becoming free. And that is the essence of, now, we have really two Agados, the Avodimoyino, which is the physical enslavement, and t- being taken out, and the second one being that Mitchila, that initially our ancestors, specifically uh, Terach, 
father of Avram was an idol worshiper, and Baruch Hashem, we've come such a long way, physical and spiritual. In fact, Chassam Sofer says, I don't want to forget, when you say Bori Pri HaGofen, as we'll see from the closing bracha, we say thank you to Hashem, our Gula Senu, our physical freedom, and the Peinun Gimel, Gula Senu, Peinun Pedus Nafshenu, for the salvation of our soul. Okay, we have the four sons, and really who are the four sons? Says Rav Aaron Salvechik, Zatzal, each and every one of us. We begin as the Sheno de Elishol, and then we go to becoming a Tom. What's this? What's that? And then there's a little bit of rebelliousness in each and every one of us as we grow up, and we hope and aspire to become that Chacham. The real uh, explanations should come starting with, as we're told in the Mishnah, Arami Omer Avi, when a Jew brought his Bikurim to the base of Migdash, he recited four psukim, and these are the four psukim that we elaborate on and have Torah Sheba Alper on, etc., and go through the uh, Haggadah in a way that you understand it. Go through it slowly. Read it in any language that the people will understand. Rumor has it God understands all languages. Don't just read it and don't know what you're saying. That's not going to accomplish anything. Now, ideally, it's up to your custom. One person can say it, and the same way that you all heard one person's Kiddush, you can all hear one person's Haggadah. You can say along. I, throughout the, besides reciting it in Hebrew, I will call on different people at different points to recite the paragraph in English, especially at the more significant paragraphs, such as the Avodah Mayinu and Metchila, that opening paragraph of each, and then for sure, when you finish the Dayenu, we then go to Rabbi Gamliel, who taught that whoever doesn't explain Pesach, Matzah, and Moror has not satisfied their obligation either or of the telling the story or their obligation of eating the Matzah, eating the Moror, and please God in the future. Make sure those three paragraphs, everybody's at the table, everybody's paying attention to this, and we understand what that means. Okay, we then say the first two paragraphs of the Halil, because they refer to our past in Egypt. Halaluka halu abdei Hashem. We were slaves to Paro, and now we've become servants to Hashem. The moment that Paro freed us at mid-the-night, we then exchanged slaves to him, servants to Hashem. Second paragraph, B'tzeis Yisrael mimitzrayim, we are remembering our past. After that, the beautiful bracha of Asher Go'olanu. Some say this is the bracha for the Haggadah. We couldn't say the bracha before. We were not yet, quote, Jewish. Different explanations why there's no bracha on the Haggadah. But the bracha ends with the hope and prayer that very soon in our day, we will once again eat from the Zvachim and the Psachim which means from the Korban Chagiga, and then from the Korban Pesach. 
We complete the Magid section. We take the second cup of wine, which has been poured right before we say the Manashtana, and uh, leaning to the left, drinking the second cup. We wash our hands this way as we usually do, twice on the right, twice on the left, with a bracha. We did not make a bracha by Urchatz, uh, and we are making a bracha now. Before you go to wash, make sure there is a big piece of matzah. Because, and if you're the host, appoint a captain, somebody. Because if I'm your guest, I'm not going to take a big piece of matzah. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. But you're going to give me and say, you didn't make sure you eat that big piece of matzah. Why? This is the only biblical mitzvah we have of eating throughout the year. And we want to do it right. Oh, and therefore, listen carefully, everybody. If you have a hand shmura matzah, approximately a third. If you have a machine shmura matzah, approximately a half. This would be a uh, kezayis. And we, first of all, here we go. We wash our hands of tilas yadayim. Two things, motzi, matzah. The one leading the seder takes the two and a half together, so he has Lechem Mishnah and the Matzah in the middle, and he makes the Bracha of Hamotzi. You can all be Yotze with his Bracha of Hamotzi. He puts down the bottom, and over one and a half, the hole and the Prusa and the broken piece, he makes the Bracha of Al Achilas Matzah. We all eat the Matzah, leaning to the left. Don't talk while you're eating it hot, cold in the room, uh, I can't even say the words, Yankees, Mets, no, no, this is not the time for that for Seder, but especially now, you're thinking, Hashem, thank you for the privilege of giving us this opportunity to connect with you with that singular mitzvah of eating throughout the year, namely, we hope to pray in the future, it's going to be the Korban Pesach as well. And Morar then will be upgraded, but Morar now is only a rabbinic mitzvah. So, eat the matzah, eating to the left, you should eat it within eight minutes. Don't say to your host, don't worry, I don't like it, it tastes like cardboard, so I'll have a little now, a little with my soup, a little with my... No, 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 no. Eat it within eight minutes. Try much shorter than that, but no more than eight minutes, leaning to the left. Okay. After that comes Moror. Don't tell me your Zeta had horseradish. Have horseradish after the romaine lettuce. Your Zeta had horseradish because where he came from, they didn't have romaine lettuce. So when you don't have it, you have to find something else. Why am I saying it so strongly? Because the Mishnah says that. There are five vegetables, four, and it's questionable even if horseradish is one. But even if it is, it's not chasso, which is the first one. And don't tell me that romaine lettuce is not as bitter as horseradish. If you keep the romaine lettuce in the ground longer, it gets more and more bitter. The bottom line is a rabbinic mitzvah. Yes, you should try to have a kezayis. Eat a nice piece of the romaine lettuce. Make sure it's been washed off with the bugs before Yom Tov. Now, I can only tell you, please, if you are going to have the horseradish after the romaine lettuce, 
friends of mine, doctors in Brooklyn, told me that Lo Aleinu was such a chil Hashem that at Maimonides Hospital, and it shouldn't be any place, the night was full with people coming into the emergency room with stomach problems because they should not have eaten the horseradish, especially in amount haven't eaten much during the day. Empty stomach, horseradish. Don't look for trouble for Tradition, keeping what your parents did, wonderful. I eat the romaine lettuce, and afterwards, I have some horseradish. That's all. I have no time to go through it. I remember my father's a Horn of Racha, taking a pair of goggles, coming home from shul, taking a hand grater, putting on the goggles and grating the um, horseradish. Good. That's all he saw. Okay. He sent his son to yeshiva, and his son got smicha, and his son has romaine lettuce. Ah, but right after the romaine lettuce, I invite my dad, and I still eat the horseradish afterwards. Not during. Okay. Obviously, we don't lean when we have the morrow. Correct, we make a sandwich. We fulfill both the matzah and the morrow together when we had a base amigdash. Hillel had very probably all three together. Good. And we lean for the Korech. And a big piece of matzah, big piece of morar. You really shouldn't be too hungry after this. Shulchan Orech. Many have the minog of starting with a hard-boiled egg. Some dip it in the salt water. And the bottom line is, oy, a little bit of a veilus mixed in, reminding us that there should be only happy occasions, and the third base of English will be built. But if not, Tisha B'Av this year is on a Wednesday night, Thursday. It's always the same day as the Pesach Seder. Okay, we eat a uh, Yom Tov meal, Svardim, Ashkenazim, different customs, what you are eating, what you're not eating. Okay, Vaita. Save room for a nice piece of matzah, at least the kazayas, okay? And here we go. This is for the afikoman. Obviously, that one piece of bigger half of that matzah that was split is not enough for everybody to eat for the afikoman. Therefore, there should be matzah on the table. If you want to take a small piece of the afikoman, fine, you don't have to. A big piece of matzah is what you need, a kazayas, that's your dessert, okay? Very important. And after that, birkas hamazon, the afikoman leaning to the left. Good. The um, birkas hamazon, at the end of the birkas hamazon, once again, leaning to the left, the third cup of wine, Bori Piagafen. Good. We are now opening the door for Elio Anavi and Shvocha Moscha, followed by uh, fill the fourth cup and the completion of the Hallel. We started the Hallel before the meal, we finish it after the meal. And we are focusing now on the future that Amir Tashem there will be and the, the celebration of the third base of Migdash, the ultimate Geula for the Jewish people. After Halil HaMitzri, the completion, we don't make the bracha then after the Halil, we do it after the Halil HaGadol, Odul Hashem Kitov, Kililam Chazdo, after Nishmas, good. Then comes the bracha of Yishtabach 
and follow all together, because we're doing two different customs, what the chasimah of that bracha is. Is it the bracha of Ishtabach or that of Yahalulucha by Halil? Two different customs. The whole assemblage should follow one uh, minhag. We then have drinking the fourth cup of wine, leaning to the left. Nirza, ah, once again, halavai, this is accepted. The tefillah of Lashon Abob Yerushalayim that will have the real thing. We'll have the Korba Pesach and the Pesach Mikdash. So don't make any reservations. God forbid for Acapulco or any place else. You're going home. You're going to Yerushalayim next year for the Korban Pesach. And finally, we conclude the Seder with songs showing once again our Emuna and Bitochon in Hashem. And Halavai is still awake. After that, Shir Hashirim, again, the love song between God and the Jewish people. Wishing everybody. One and all, Nachem and his family, all J.A.M. family, and everybody, Echag, Kosher, Yisameach, we should truly enjoy the mitzvot. Look at it as nothing less than a privilege to be with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this very special night. A good Yom Tov to all. Thank you so much, Rabbi Yudin, for another comprehensive and amazing pre-Pesach presentation here at JM in the AM. And uh, we're going to take all of that advice and words to uh, to heart as we're getting ready for a Seder here in Eretz Israel, And of course, for those getting ready for a Seder all around the world. This is Avram. We're going to be closing off the uh, program for us here on this uh, era of Pesach, uh, JM in the AM. Uh, following this uh, program, we've got great music here at the network all day long. Uh, in case anyone is curious about the songs that were played today during the program, the regular playlist um, has been was has been uh, I have been updating it throughout the show, so you can check out all the wonderful Pesach uh, selections, and the archive should be available uh, sometime soon after the program for everyone to enjoy, along with uh, all of the uh, wonderful music. And as uh, Nachum said, <laughs> it's interesting, as Nachum was saying, uh, that we will be having uh, journeys, it's time to say good Shabbos today. And I had told him, I said, I would not have thought to play that today, uh, because uh, for me, I'm like, it's just, uh, it's Erev Yomta, but not Erev Shabbos. But of course, uh, many of our listeners around the world uh, will be going from today into Yomtov and then into Shabbos. And that is why it is now time uh, to say good Shabbos.
winter, it's a very special sign. Your candles will be burning, they'll fill your home with light. Singing songs of Shabbos, well into the night. So throw away your hammer, there's nothing left to do. Shabbos, A.B. Rottenberg from Journeys 1. This has been Avrami for the Nahum Siegel Network. I guess co-hosting, co-presenting, somewhat helpful, one-third presenting this Erev Pesach edition of JM in the AM. Coming up next, great music all day long heading into the holiday. The next um, For the next couple of days, obviously, there will be no JM in the AM or NSN programming. Uh, programming resumes on Sunday morning as Matis Weingast will present in uh, a Cholamoid edition of JM Sunday, and then as Nahum said, we will have JM in the AM on Monday and Tuesday. I would like to take this opportunity to wish everybody a Chag Kasher Vasameach, a wonderful Pesach ahead, a Zisin Pesach, hoping the Matzah treats us all well. Hopefully this will be the final Pesach where we as the Jewish people have to celebrate the holiday in countries all over the world. And hopefully, by the next Pesach, we will all be here together in the Holy Land. Take care, everybody. As my grandfather would say to one and all, Agat and Tamed. Thank you.